Welcome to the Geek Explorenaut Off-Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. Uh, this is the show where I forget to hit record and we talk for 20 minutes before uh, we realize that I did that. Yeah, this is round two. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, boy. Um, so if we sound extra polished, then it's because we've done this before, <laughs> but we might not sound extra polished because we may be feeling really awkward trying to say the same things as if we don't know what we're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> and what's funny about it, too, is we led with the whole idea that uh, we are going to change things up a bit because we've strayed a little bit from what this off-topic debrief was originally supposed to be. You know, originally we were just going to have a, a casual chat about geek stuff and things we we heard and liked, and it turned into like a turbo geek news show. Yeah, and there's loads of people that do those uh, considerably better than we do. Yeah, so... We are going to start, uh, you know, we're going to recommend some things. We're going to talk about things we learned and heard of. And uh, I imagine we're going to do it a little bit quicker this time than we did last time. I Maybe. mean, we, we should. We shouldn't stutter or anything. Yeah. I, I we'll blabbed a lot. That. So, uh, yeah. So one of the things I wanted to kind of introduce into this was like, a, you know, this week I learned or something that we, you know, something cool that we found out about this week that uh we wanted to bring to the table to share really you don't say yeah that's an interesting idea i've never heard before well, well let me tell you about this other thing you've never heard about oh okay so uh this week I, I read something that really tickled my fancy and uh i decided yep this is what i'm bringing to the show this week so the hive mind over at reddit managed to uh basically bleed wall street for about 3.3 billion dollars this last week yeah and uh I think that's awesome. Yeah, how'd they do it? For a little bit of background there, yeah. Uh I think I think it's I think it's subreddit Wall Street something or other. Some, you know, the one of the uh the stock nerd corners of Reddit. Mm -hmm. Um I guess I've been planning this for, since like August or September. And uh it all revolved around GameStop stock. Boy, I, I fucked that up the second time too. <laughs> it, it all revolved around GameStop stock. Uh, GameStop, as many of you may know, is a brick-and-mortar video game retailer that is quickly going the way of the dinosaurs. Uh, and it probably, uh, unless they adapt pretty, you know, significantly to yeah, our digital economy, they're probably going to end up going away. Uh, and uh, Wall Street had noticed this, and they had started to short GameStop. So the first time around, you there, there was a lot of Wall Street stuff that you explained that I didn't really know, and it was really interesting. So let's act like I like you didn't already explain it to me, and let me know what's up here. <laughs> so, uh, shorting a stock is basically uh, betting against it. It's it's where you make your money when the stock goes down, uh, and you achieve this by uh, you go to your broker and you borrow some stock from them, then you sell it, and then you what you buy it back later when hopefully the price has gone down. In order to make a profit. Yeah, you're depending on the stock dropping. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, so say you bought, uh, you know, say uh, GameStop was at 10 bucks a share and you thought it was going to go down. So you borrowed, you know, uh, you know, let's say one share of GameStop for, for you know, 10 bucks from, from your broker. So you sold that one for 10 bucks to somebody. And then two weeks later, it's down to five. You buy one for five. You give it back to your broker. You're done. You make your five bucks. Yep. You make five bucks uh, because the stock went down. 
Um, and the broker makes a little bit of money on this because they require you to keep some money in an account on hand, and then they charge you interest on the stuff in that account. And one thing that happens, so, so if GameStop starts going up, what, one of the big risks on it is you've, pre, you've got infinite losses, potentially. Like if you buy a stock and it goes down to zero, you're only going to lose the money you put into it. But if you short a stock, like say you bought that one for 10 and then it goes up to, you know, $1,000 a share, you're out all of that money. You've got, you have to give it back to the broker. You yeah, you're it. on the hook for it. You've got to buy a share of it at whatever price it's up at, up to now. Or they're going to break your thumbs. Yeah. And so most of the brokers that do this require you, like, if the amount that you're going to owe them exceeds what's in your account by enough money, they say, fuck you, dude, you better buy that stock now. You know, we're making you buy that stock. We want it. We need our stock back now. And you have to get it to them. And that's essentially what happened was uh, the, the dudes on Reddit basically decided, hey, everyone's shorting GameStop. Let's buy a bunch of GameStop stock and drive the price up. And uh, it went up it, like in the last like this month, I think it went up something like 800 percent or some shit. It went way up. Um, so b- back in September, I guess it'd be more like 400 percent. But uh, back in September, it was at uh, they had like 60 $6.5 million uh, market capitalizations. Like that was like all their stock. That's how much it was worth. And it was about 10 bucks a share. And when they closed on Friday, which the stock market shut them down because it was skyrocketing and causing a lot of people to lose a lot of money, uh, it, it closed at $4.5 billion market capitalization <laughs> and 65 bucks a share. And so basically all these, all these Reddit dudes bought up a shit ton of stock, drove the price up to the point that forced the short sellers to buy it back, you know, squeezed the short sellers. Uh, and that them buying it back caused the price to keep going up because the demand for stock was high. And the people who were holding that stock happened to be all these dudes at Reddit. And uh, yeah, so th- it's estimated they lost about $3.3 billion because of the shorts. And uh, that money went to all those fine folks at Reddit. And so Wall Street, you know, makes money off fucking all kinds of stupid shit and and like they're they're not hesitant to fuck you over so the the thought of the little guy coming in the retail investor showing up coordinating some shit and just sticking it straight up their ass puts a (laughs) smile on my face yeah man that's nuts and i it almost feels like like bullshit that uh that when people are getting fucked like that that they can just go oh uh no we're uh we're just gonna stop this we're gonna stop trading for the day yeah i mean it's there to to keep like algorithms from running crazy um you know and 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 like something starts going down and then every all the computers trigger oh time to sell time to sell time to sell and it just and it tanks the market is the reason it's there uh that was not the cause of this and it like it stopped a few times and then they checked it and like said well that's not it and restarted it and then they just decided to halt it probably because they got phone calls from a bunch of big hedge fund guys saying i am fucking losing my ass here shut that shit down um, which we don't have the ability to call yeah, exactly. at all. Yeah. Uh, but you know, my gamble isn't paying off. Such is money and power. <laughs> yeah. No shit. You know, a, a, a nice three and three and a third billion dollar slap on the dick is, is pretty good. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, when you were talking about bringing up stuff that we knew or stuff that, or sorry, not stuff that we knew, stuff that we learned over the last week, I don't think I quite comprehended what we were talking about. So I went in a different direction and decided to bring to the table something that I found this week that I think is cool. So it's more of a recommendation, which is something else we wanted to start doing anyway, is recommending stuff that we think is cool 
uh, and talk about that a little bit. Yeah, restart doing because we kind of started doing that and it just fell off. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. we got too caught up in our lists of of news yeah. uh, headlines. Um, so what I wanted to bring to the table was uh, a YouTube channel I found called Super Void Cinema. Um, I discovered it when I was just going down a rabbit hole of um, like this this Superman Five script that I'd read about that was supposed to be a vehicle by the uh, the Salkins, the original producer or executive producers and owners of the rights to Superman. They did the the first three Superman movies. They sold to Canon Films for the fourth one, and then they got the rights back. And they were gonna put they were gonna pump it, you know, pump money into it and actually get a decent budget. Get Christopher Reeve back. And, you know, do Brainiac and fucking, oh, fuck yeah. uh, let's see, Parasite may have been in it. Oh, I don't neat. know. Yeah, I'm I'm reading the script right now. What year was this supposed to have been in? Uh, the script was written in 92. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was before all the, uh, the Tim Burton uh, yeah. Superman stuff with Nicolas Cage and everything. And I, I really enjoy reading movie scripts for movies that were never produced, uh, wh- whether it's Superman or or Batman, or anything. The, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars, Duel of the Fates. Like, I love reading that and seeing it in my mind's eye. It's really cool. Um, so I'd been hearing a bunch about this uh, this Superman Reborn, Superman 5, and um, and it just happened to pop up on, uh, on YouTube. Because you mentioned it in passing one time, and your phone heard it and said, Hey, John, we, we're, we're surmising that you're into this. We, we didn't record you or anything. We just, no. uh, we just think... Based on your past history, you'd be into this. Which, yeah. Which, fair. That, that'd be a good bet anyway. Yeah, I guess I have downloaded movie scripts, so I guess. But and you've man. probably Googled Superman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so what this guy does is he he makes little uh, little video documentaries um, talking about, about movies that were never made. Um, he goes into the story. You know, like he's obviously either read the script or read synopses for them. If there's production art available, he'll he'll go ahead and do that. Uh, he'll put that up on the screen, and, or he'll use um, like video footage from either other movies or like with uh, a Superman Lives one I watched. He used uh, like some animated movie fights of Superman and Doomsday um, just to illustrate his point as he's talking. And they're they're really engaging. They're really fun. Um, it's not just superhero stuff. He does there there are some other sci-fi ones. I believe I saw like an Alien one. Um, but I don't remember a bunch of the other titles cause I've just watched the superhero ones so far, but it is super cool. So again, it is super void cinema. Um, go check him out on YouTube, subscribe, like his stuff. I don't know, M- make it so he can make more of them because I'm entertained by it. And I think you <laughs> might be too. That sounds fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess kind of in that vein, um, I also found a, uh, comic book related youtube thing yeah so uh i actually got contacted um I, I followed a dude on twitter and he sent me a thing being like yo check out this thing i did and so i was like all right and uh it's fucking cool guy's name is harry bauer his channel is also called harry bauer mm-hmm. and uh he is making like a like an animatic i guess you could call it, like a motion comic with full voice acting and Sound effect and music and all that for um, the Negative Zone saga from Fantastic Four. Yeah. And uh, he's got the first one out. Um, I think it was issue 251 where they go into the Negative Zone. Uh, and uh, it's fucking good. He got rid of all the word balloons and it's it's seamless. Like you don't 
you don't like see spots where like the art doesn't look like it matches where the word balloon should be. Yeah. And so you could get a full appreciation of the art and you don't need the word balloons because he's got voice acting and the voice acting's good. Uh, it, it's just, it, the production value on it is solid. And, uh, that's one of the big fantastic four like arcs, one of like the, the legendary ones. And so, uh, if you haven't read it or even if you have, uh, it's kind of cool to see it that way. Yeah. I mean, this is so weird going through this for, for a second time because the first time I had never heard about this. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, oh, what's this? Is, yeah. it, is it is it John Byrne artwork? What's going on? Yeah, Nihilus, cool. And it's really strange. Yeah, it is. But uh, <laughs> It's much more uh, to the point yeah. and matter of fact. Which is probably good. We went a little long the first time anyway. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I know I breezed through that through that Super Void cinema and my, my whole love for movie scripts a lot quicker this time. But uh, but no, it's cool. And uh, you guys should check it out. Uh, we'll put links to all this in the show notes as usual. Yeah, I'll go check it out for sure. Well, and on, on the topic of comic books, I, I'd like to just recommend some books that I'm reading. I appreciate that because... I don't know shit from fuck. So <laughs> <laughs> like I get all of my comic book recommendations from you. So uh, yeah, do that. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd like to start off with what I believe is an image book. I know it's one of the indie um, indie publishers, um, but it's a book called Stillwater, which is by Chip Zdarsky and Ramon Perez. And um, without giving too much away, a young man is uh, called to a small town after the death of a relative and he goes there, and all is not as it seems. It never is. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be a really boring comic. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's some weird shit going on there, and, and, um, and of course, these people don't like outsiders. It starts off kind of Twilight zone Like, I could see the concept being an episode of Twilight Zone, but it's definitely taken off on its own. I think the, the fifth issue came out this week. And um, it's developing into its own like full drama, so it, it'll it'll definitely be an ongoing book, but it's Neat. very good. Yeah, so go read that. We've got uh, Bleed Them Dry, which I've talked about before from Vault Comics. Yeah, it's like the vampire, like sci-fi vampire. Or yeah, something, sci-fi right? vampire ninja story. I mean. Where could you go wrong? <laughs> yeah, um, the the art is fantastic. Unless my pronunciation is uh, is incorrect, the artist is uh, Dyke Ruin. It's a D. That's a cool fucking name. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, and it's it's D I K E, but R U A N. So it's like Ruan, but I don't I don't know where he's from or how that name is pronounced. D K maybe or something. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah. There's no accent mark or anything. I have no idea. He could be from Norway. Let's go with Dyke Ruin. That's, yeah. a, that's a cool fucking name. <laughs> um, and that just wrapped its uh, its arc up with issue number six, and uh, it's coming out in trade. But his, uh, yeah, the art is stunning in that. I, I really enjoy it. It's got a very Stuart Eminem um, feel to it. So the, the whole story's done. Like, they're not, it's not just the arc. You know this, Ben. I already told you. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it it appears to be one self-contained story. If they choose to go off on it again, I'm sure they can. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was left open-ended enough. But this story is told. You know, if there was a Bleed Them Dry movie, this is the movie. Cool. Yeah. Um, similar to what we're doing with, with Space Oddities, where, like, it can keep going, but this is going to be, you know, the first arc will be the movie. Yeah, it's self-contained. Yeah. 
Um, another one is Homesick Pilots. Uh, it is the story of three orphans who also have a band together. You can tell the writer is definitely a fan of punk rock. Um, and it's, it's kind of cool how it, it captures a lot of like the young, we're in a band spirit. And there's like these other characters who are in another band, you know, that may be a little more successful than them. They're like, fuck you. No, fuck you. They got a rivalry. <laughs> yeah. And there's a, uh, there's also a haunted murder house. Oh, cool. Yeah. Haunted murder houses make everything better. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of possession. There's, you know, I, it's the second issue came out this last week and it's really interesting to see or to think about where it might be going. Yeah, that's an that's a unique starting point there. Yeah. Is Homesick Pilots is that like the name of their band? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That make, I mean I was like I do they fly planes? Yeah, I, you know, cuz for a long time, you know, <laughs> I saw the the solicitations from Image and I was like I don't I don't know what that means. Homesick Pilots. Okay. Yeah, like Maybe if it were a Twilight Zone episode, it'd be like pilots in World War II that end up on Mars. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. That's totally what I was thinking when you said it. Yeah. And then we've got DC Future State. So at the end of uh, of Dark Knight's Death Metal, the this giant crossover series from DC that I didn't read because I read the first Death Metal. Or no, sorry, the Dark Knight's Metal. That was the first one. It, I don't know. It was, it was a bit much. It was just really out there. And the, the writer, Scott Snyder, like he loves to craft these larger than life tales that are the most hopeless things in the world oh, until yeah. the very last second. And then it's like, oh, we did it with the power of friendship. Will. And yeah, you know, it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, fuck off. Um, so I, I didn't even get into this series. And there were so many fucking tie ins that, that it, it was just, It was giant, Um, but they were using the end of that as like the jumping off point for the DC universe going forward. But in these, in, in this month and next month, they're doing an event called future state where it's 10 years in the future. I I got the impression it was further than that. Looking at the stuff I looked at because so much is different, but uh, I guess it's 10 years. Yep. 10 years. You got, you got John Kent, who's uh, Superman's son. He's grown into the role of Superman. Um, He was previously a teenager. You've got, a new Wonder Woman from the actual Amazon in South America um, named Yara Floor. Um, you've got a the, you've got the next Batman who is I, I think it, it even says it in solicitations. It's it's one of Lucius Fox's kids. So does he go by the next Batman? Does he like, you know, scare some criminals and be like, I'm the next Batman. <laughs> Yeah, I am vengeance. <laughs> I am the, and they're like, you're Batman? He's, He's like, like, no, I'm the next Batman. <laughs> no, no, that that's just the title of the I'm book. He's Batman, Batman. 2. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm Batman <laughs> returned. Um, And then there's also a book with with a Bruce Wayne in the future, you know, and, and that one's called Dark Detective. But he doesn't show up in the next Batman. I don't know. Here, Here's my my issue with future state. Like I, I bought most of the, the, the first issues, there doesn't seem to be a very cohesive universe that they exist in They're They're all just sort of like self-contained tales, which is not exactly a problem because I don't need action comics to cross over with Superman every month. But the problem is the characterization for them is, is very different. 
You know, you've got you've got John Kent in Superman of Metropolis. You know, he he's like a brash young Superman. Even though, I mean, I, I guess at this point he would have been Superman for at least a number of years, yeah, you know, at least a few years. Um, and then you've got Superman and Wonder Woman, where he's like a like a happy. He's more like traditional Superman. He's a happy dude, and every morning he heat visions into the clouds like good morning metropolis and he wears a cape like he, even Do his costume bo- is a little they different. both take place in metropolis yes and they're but they're not they don't cross over with each other like they they're not the same no they i mean they seem very different oh weird and then there's also a justice league book that superman and wonder woman and batman are in batman's costumes different you know like the i i don't know it's it seems like they were like they they were putting something together. I mean, there there was that whole thing about the uh, the five G thing that was supposed to shake up timelines. Yeah, and it was going to be like it was going to be as if the DC universe had played out in real time or but, something. Like Bruce Wayne was old, and there was a next generation. And then it turned out that five uh, G caused coronavirus, so they had to get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those plans fell apart and they put together this two month thing that that to me seems mostly inconsequential. Like it just seems like this means nothing at the end of the day and it's just going to be two months of books that like, I mean, a couple of the books were were entertaining reads and I'll pick up the second issues. But other than that, it's just sort of like, why? I don't I don't get it. Well, I, I, the why is probably to fill the gap between now and when they're doing this relaunch because it's not ready. Yeah. But I, I think it's kind of a missed opportunity if they don't do something kind of big and, and exciting with it. I mean, if it's just like, hey, here's some generic superhero stories to hold you over until we're ready to bring you some more generic superhero stories. Yeah, I mean, they could kill Superman. They could kill Bruce Wayne. They could, I mean, they could do something... You know, they could blow up Metropolis. They could have aliens invade. They could do pretty much anything they want because the whole fucking thing's over in two months. Yeah. So yeah, you it, imagine they would have a more coordinated thing where like everything's telling one big dramatic story that ends and then it go- jumps back in time to like present day. And you wonder, is that where everything's heading? Yeah. Or yeah. Not? Like they've done that before with with huge stories like Kingdom Come or, or Dark Knight Returns where it doesn't necessarily have to be like canon future to where you have to craft your universe to lead to that but you can always wonder like will it or you could do something really cool like if something really big and dramatic happens at the end you know a few years from now you could have someone see a vision of the future and they could see that and be like oh shit what do we have to do to change that yeah and then you have like another cool story you could go off on you know it's just i'm hoping that they don't do you know, a, th- a three jokers thing and tell some out of continuity story where they could do something really neat and they just it in. Yeah. Shit the bed. Yeah. They just, they just give you something boilerplate and, and non exciting. Well, yeah. And, and like with the example of kingdom come, like that story was so great in and of itself. And you know, like it was an Elseworld story. So, the, so it was never meant to be like the continuity yeah, but they they have played with that. They brought characters from that into the regular DC universe, and like they even had Kingdom Come Superman like join the Justice Society for a little bit, like several years, like pre New Fifty Two. So I don't, yeah, I I don't know. Like I I almost wish they would have just taken those two months and kept the regular titles and told 
you know, like each one just tells a two part story. That's really interesting. Or, you know, the fucking like a uh, back pre crisis, uh, Superman's last tale, you know, was, um, whatever happened to the man of tomorrow. Yeah. And that was, that was a two part story and it just sort of wrapped up Superman. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. It was great. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe I just don't get it. I mean, they've got another part to come out, so maybe it'll be better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's hoping. You guys will have to let me know because I, I won't be, I won't like DC got so much fucking money out of me the last couple of weeks. Holy shit. They got a lot of money out of me. It's the most money I've spent on DC comics in, in a, in a single week or two week period in years. That's definitely what they're hoping for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They succeeded motherfuckers. Fucking AT&T. Uh, so in a bit of an update to uh, last week's episode, um, I, I my final recommendation would be uh, Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night. I done played it. Uh, I put about 15 hours into it, and uh, it's fucking bad. It's great. Like, it's it's Michael Jackson bad. Yeah. Not bad Whoa, bad. wait a minute. It, well, I don't know if we can use that anymore. <laughs> it's uh, George Thorogood uh, bad to uh, the bone. It's, it's Bill Cosby wholesome. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, it's a good game. If, if you're into Metroidvanias, uh, and you know, Konami is not giving you anything to scratch that itch with, uh, this will do the trick. It is a solid kind of symphony of the night style, um, ex- exploration, you know, killing monster game. Uh, it's got some cool quality of life improvements and system improvements, but uh, nothing super groundbreaking. It is definitely an homage to Castlevania. Yeah. Um, it's got a classic mode, which is like a, which is more of a, a send it off to the original Castlevania with some, some cool improvements. Like you can jump on stairs, which is fucking rad. Oh, like you can jump off of stairs? Yes. Oh. Like you can jump. And if you're jumping and you press up, you'll land on stairs and you can jump off of the stairs as well. See, that's badass. When yeah. you told me about that earlier, I, I was picturing like, in, they started doing that in Super Castlevania 4 where you could jump and press up and, and keep walking up the stairs. But, being able to jump off a staircase, that's pretty Makes fucking a big difference awesome. when those fucking Medusa heads are coming at you. <laughs> and, you're not, and you can't go up the stairs fast enough to get away from them. And, uh, and you can't turn around quick enough to strike. Yeah. You know, you can't. Because if you press up or down, you you move in space, too. So, like, timing your, your whip attack is even more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it's rad. I would highly recommend it. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's on Xbox um game pass for uh well for it's on xbox game pass xbox game pass if you have that yeah for playstation i would say it's worth the money to buy if you're into castlevania and you want something that that kind of fills that that space that uh konami refuses to fill yeah or at least has not done so um it it is a solid entry and you will not regret i got the bad ending because i went and beat the boss prematurely apparently so <laughs> I'm, I'm uncovering some more map now yeah um i mean they they definitely got their money from me because i hadn't i hadn't had uh gold or game pass in some time now and i i went and got it just so i could get that game and i'm really glad that it does have that classic mode that you told me about today because after watching you play the regular mode that's more Symphony of the Night, like I, I realized I didn't have time for for that entire game. I uh, I probably didn't either. I just didn't do any of the stuff I was going to do. Yeah. And played played Bloodstained instead. 
So to get into the news on a related note here, Microsoft came out and announced that they are raising the price of Xbox Live Gold. Gross. They tried to play it off like it was like, we're just we're only raising it a little bit. It's cool. Like all of their marketing stuff says, you know, it's raised. It's been raised one dollar for the monthly and and five dollars for every three months. You're like, okay, that seems, you know, that's a reasonable rate, right? But here's the tricky one. They got rid of the yearly. So six months is now $60. Ooh. Which means the yearly price has fucking doubled. Yeah. To 120 bucks a year for, for gold. Not, not Game Pass, just gold. That's some shady shit. That's a fucking lot. Yeah. I mean, I think their goal here is to get you to get Game Pass because it's only another 60 bucks more than that, you know? Because it's like 15 bucks a month. So uh, they're definitely trying to push people into Game Pass, but uh, I think they've soured a lot of people. And they're like, fuck you, doubling gold? Because if you don't want Game Pass, which makes sense, like if you just want to buy and play the games you want and you don't want to, you know, play the games Microsoft deems appropriate for yeah, you. Yeah, or if you just have a game that you want to play online and they already fucking make you have gold to play it online. Yeah, and they are the only one that does that now. PlayStation doesn't charge you for online play. Like, if you want to play, like, Fortnite or something, you could play it over there. But if you want to play Fortnite or Apex Legends or... Grand Theft Auto Online? Yeah, any of those on Microsoft, you've got to pay them 120 bucks a month or get Game Pass. Well, 120 bucks a year. 120 bucks, yeah. 120 bucks a year or get Game Pass. And, uh... That's kind of shitty. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth that. They still do the games with gold thing, but like the the PlayStation one, P, P, the PS network or whatever it is, mm-hmm. is still only 60 bucks a year and you get free games with that also. So uh, I don't know if, if you were thinking about buying a PS5 or a, a Series X, you know, knowing that you'd have to pay an extra 120 bucks just to be online might influence your decision. Yeah. On the bright side, I did, like, I Googled it. You can still find some of the old cards, the old 12-month cards for 60 bucks on, like, Best Buy's website right now. Oh, shit. Get to it. Sell it to people for 75 bucks. Yeah, because they, they took the yearly digital ones off, like, uh, you know, shit, probably six months ago. Oh, wow. So they stopped selling them digitally. But there's still some cards out there. And if you get the cards, they honor those. And they are still, they, they clarified it. If you, you can get up to 36 months of Xbox Gold on on your account, and then if you subscribe to game pass it'll convert all of those over to game pass months which is what i did so i went out and bought up cards for three years worth of gold and then did the one dollar for the first month of game pass and got three years of game pass for 180 bucks yeah which is totally worth it yeah uh, I, I don't know if it's worth it to pay more than that but yeah certainly not double yeah so uh yeah that sucks yeah i agree what a bummer Speaking of uh, canceling annual passes, uh, it was just reported this last week, maybe the week before, that Disneyland has canceled its annual pass. Sorry, season pass holders. Like, like if you bought it, they're like, ah, fuck you, you can't use it. I doubt that, but they are no longer selling new ones. And, I mean, you can only imagine after the year they've had where they lost $7 billion that you know, that, 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 that deal is too good to exist right now. I mean, I can't imagine they were getting a lot of people buying it either. Not knowing whether or not the park's even going to be open. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? Like new. Yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? The, those sold like hotcakes to people in Southern California before oh, all this. Oh yeah. Yeah. But like right now, like I would be hesitant to buy a season pass to a theme park right now. Yeah. Like I had a six flags one last year and I did not renew it this year because it was like, all right. 
I don't know whether or not they're going to be open or what the deals are going to, what the deal is going to be. They could close at any time. They may have like entrance restrictions where only a certain number of people can come, not to mention just the general risk of going to a fucking theme park and standing in line with people during COVID. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't get it again. Oh, can you imagine how, I mean, it wouldn't be any different with how, with, you know, how many people would get on a ride at a time, but like having to stand six feet apart for that whole thing, like the ride would go out the entrance or I mean the line. I guess they, they, they're super limiting the number of people that could get in. So that's kind of cool. Like uh, I, I read some reviews of people that went there for Christmas and were like, this was the fucking coolest thing we've ever done. Cause it was like the park was empty. Oh, so it was open over the holidays, huh? Yeah. Oh, cool. So, um, that's cool, but, uh, you know, it's for the brave few. Yeah. And so it, it doesn't shock me that they, that they don't want to be cutting anyone a deal on the few people that are showing up at this point. Yeah. When they're able to be open in the first place. So I, I guess, uh, cutting over to subscriptions that, uh, maybe no one's buying, uh, DC, DC announced DC universe infinite, their new comic book subscription thing. Uh, it's seven ninety nine a month. You've got access, digital access to over 25,000 comics. Uh, it launched a few days ago on the 21st. Uh, the big kicker for me on it is uh, new titles don't appear until they're six months old. Ew. So it's literally back catalog stuff only. And like, I guess you could catch up on Future State in July. <laughs> <laughs> when it is the future. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess that I guess that's pretty fucking awesome if somebody wanted to do a deep dive on back catalogs. You know, if you wanted to go, yeah. wanted to catch up on on Superman from Crisis on, I'm sure that's all there. But I mean, eight bucks a month seems a little steep to me if we're not getting any new comics. Yeah. Because, I mean, usually back issues you can get for, what, buck a piece? Not anymore, dude. Like, they're, 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 for the most part, they're like three or four bucks a pop. Yeah, when we were, when what? we were younger... They were cheap as shit, but yeah, no, I I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of the speculator market. How much um, is a new it, comic book? Like four bucks. So literally five year old comics are going for the same fucking price as yeah. new ones. I mean, I mean, I guess they're not any less entertaining. Yeah, and and I and I guess I mean I'm, I was sitting here trying to figure it out just now in the moment, but yeah, I guess you know it's the same amount of content and. I, maybe they just weren't, they were, you know, pricing them at, at a buck or two wasn't making them move any faster. So maybe they're just like, all right, well, if people want these back issues, they will pay this, you know, like people aren't going to buy back issues because they're cheap. You know, if they're interested in the content, they'll pay whatever, whatever they're used to paying. If they're paying, if they're charging three or four bucks, that shit better be well organized. Like if I want to get like, you know, the, the, the red lantern run from green lantern, like. I want to just pull it out of the box and take it over to the, yeah. to the register. <laughs> well, and th that's the thing with, uh, with a one comics, the local chain around here, they, they are well stocked and well organized. Like they, if, if you need something, well, I mean, I love all of my local comic shops, so I don't, I don't, I don't want to make it seem like I'm like, well, fuck everybody else and their back issues. But a one just has like, they've got, they've got the back issue game on lock. Yeah. Um, and right now, in fact, through the end of the month, which is fastly approaching uh, or quickly approaching, is fastly a word? Yeah, maybe it is. I mean, I know what you're saying, yeah. so it's a good enough of a word. <laughs> um, they've got a deal right now where we're all unboarded back issues, which for a long time they weren't boarding their back issues, which is fine. I don't board mine at home. I, I just bag them. Um, they're all in a box anyway. But all unboarded back issues are a buck 
I went on a straight up adventure yesterday. I hadn't been on a back issue quest in forever, but all of a sudden like back issues are a buck for if you find, you know, the ones you can find unboarded. I, it's fucking awesome. I'm left with a big ass stack of comic books. Well, that makes sense. Cause a board and like a board and bags, like 50 cents, tw- at least 25 cents. Yeah. I, I think if you buy them individually, they charge you like 15 cents a pop. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they're probably shops. getting them for a lot less than that, but then you got to pay someone to put them in the bags. Yeah. So, uh, like if you're buying comic books to read comic books, I guess if you're buying them to collect them, then looking in the looking in the 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 non-bordered one, you're probably going to end up with a bunch of slightly fucked up comics. But yeah, yeah, it does increase the chances of, of bent corners and shit. But it was it was fucking great. Like I I just stumbled on a on like a a, a ten issue run of Superman that I've always kind of wanted to read, but not enough to you know spend forty bucks on it. But all of a sudden I can get it for 10 bucks. Fuck yeah. Nice. I probably doubled up on a few issues without knowing it. I'm just like, well, it's a buck and I'm not certain I have it. And I almost certainly do have it when that happens. Uh, Yeah. But, but for a dollar, do you want to dig through all your comic books to try and find it? Exactly. No. So just a quick little hit on another uh, subscription service, uh, HBO Max. Zack Snyder has confirmed that his Justice League is now back to being a four hour movie. Instead of a a mini series, I'd rather a mini series. But I guess maybe the maybe he just looked at it and was like, "There's not a good place to break this story yeah. in four places. Let's do it as a movie." If that's the reason, okay, cool. Four hour movies just it's a fucking long movie. But I guess it's at home, so you could pause it and take a leak and make a sandwich anytime you want. Oh man, I'm gonna watch that whole. I mean, yes, I am gonna pause it to take a leak and make a sandwich. Um, I'll be sure to do that since uh, since we talked about it, but. I'm definitely not splitting that into into separate days. That's going to be a big event for me. In fact, that's I w- what it was going to be as a miniseries too. Well, no, because if if they released it one week at a time, I would have to wait. Or I mean, I would oh, have yeah. to wait between installments because I wasn't going to wait until the end. That's for glog damn sure. Yeah, so I guess that's a good thing then. Yeah, I'm 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 probably instead of the sandwich, I'm probably going to order a pizza and uh, and turn out all the lights, make the girls go hang out with my sister or something. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You can come over if you want. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> I, I guess, speaking of things coming to HBO Max, Woo! they released the uh, Godzilla vs. Kong trailer. Fuck yes, they did. Yeah, and uh, made it looks like Godzilla fighting King Kong, which I, I'm presuming they're going to go the Superman v. Batman route here, and it's not just going to be them fighting. That they're going to have to, like, team up to fight a greater good. Because they're dropping hints like, you know, someone's controlling Godzilla. And, yeah, yeah. They or were influencing him. Or yeah, they something. were trying to figure out, like, because the, the trailer definitely portrays Godzilla as the asshole of the movie. Yeah, and he's like, attacking he's, Tokyo. He, like, he's the protector of Tokyo. Yeah. So this trailer, it gave you enough story to understand what's going on. Did not give away any huge beats. Like, it, it had several... Uh, nice fucking shots of big giant monster action. I am so fucking pumped. I didn't see King of the Monsters. I really I've I've been wanting to, but I'm I just haven't got I really to. want to see it. I saw some cuts from it. I'm like, oh fuck. Watching him fight King Ghidorah. Like I saw a couple scenes from that. I was like, oh fuck, that looks so badass. I oh need to yeah. See that so bad. Fuck, I need to go watch it. No, I I I, I saw I saw both uh Kong Skull Island and the first Godzilla. But I mean like I I love Godzilla. Love me some King Kong. This trailer got me so fucking pumped. I watched it on my phone out in a parking lot on a break from work today. And I was just, I was fucking giddy. Uh, they definitely beefed up Kong. Oh, yeah. He is huge. Yeah, because he is. I mean, that's the thing about King Kong versus Godzilla. It's like Godzilla's like twice the height. 
Oh yeah. Of King Kong. And even, even in the trailer, like I had a hard time getting a good idea of scale because at the beginning it shows them like on the boat, Kong's sitting on the boat and Godzilla like climbs up onto it and they like fight each other briefly. And, uh, they don't look that big. I think it was like an aircraft carrier or some shit. Yeah. I've been on an aircraft carrier. Oh, okay. But then later Ooh, on, they're big, they're fucking big, but they're not hold Godzilla King Kong big. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if Godzilla and Kong are like the size of like a, like a 50 story building or some shit. Yeah. Know? Well, yeah. Cause I mean the draft on that boat wouldn't, it would not have stayed up when, when Godzilla climbed on it. Like, oh yeah. If it was that, if that was an aircraft carrier and it was that low cause Kong was on it. Oh boy. <laughs> things going down when Godzilla climbs up on there. Because those things, when they're floating out in the ocean, are like 80 feet out of the water. Yeah. And and his, like, knuckles were dragging in the water. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking low. But then later on, it shows him in the city, and I, like, paused it and was, like, counting floors on buildings. Oh, yeah? They're solid somewhere between three and 500 feet tall. Yeah. Which is proper Godzilla size. Yes. Way fucking bigger than Kong's ever been. Well, and I remember them even saying back when Skull Island was coming out, because... This this was part of the plan, you know. They were talking about how like this was a a younger Kong, you know, and, and that that they were gonna size him up for the fight. Like they they'd have to. Well, that was like that was in the seventies, you know. So that was like fifty years before this, right? Skull Island was no Skull Island was like five years ago. That's when the movie took place. Oh, no, I think it oh, took okay, place in okay. the seventies. Yes, movie movie timeline. It may have even been. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It was yeah because it was Vietnam time. Yeah, or Korean War maybe. One of the two. Yeah. Yeah. So I. When, when it, it was the time when you would play uh, Creedence Clearwater's uh, Fortunate Son. Yes. <laughs> so it looks fucking cool. There, there, I, there was a couple allusions in the background to uh, a possible villain that they would team up and fight. Oh, was there? See, I only watched it that one time on my phone. I rewatched it like 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they're going to have to nerf Godzilla a bit. I like them both. Godzilla would whoop King Kong's ass up and down the street. Fucking one atomic breath. Fucking he'd just rip a hole so, huh? in him and fuck him up. He's just a big monkey. Yeah, but I don't know. Godzilla is such a, such a lumbering doofus that, that I, I, could see, I could see Kong easily avoiding his atomic breath. And, and Godzilla can't just atomic breath indefinitely. It depends on what continuities of powers. Like he's... He's nigh indestructible, and he's got that big blast thing that, like, basically, it's like a nuclear bomb goes off around him. Does he? Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember he, that. He glows all orange and shit. Blows up. When was that? Which, uh, In which... King of Monsters, he does that. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. I thought you haven't seen that. I, that was, I saw the, the, <laughs> I saw the King Ghidorah fight. He <laughs> does it in that fight. Ah, you spoiled it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm fucking stoked on that. Yeah. And it comes out March 26th, so it's coming soon. Oh, shit. March is going to be a good month, because that's right around the same time Justice League is supposed to come out. Yeah. <laughs> I do not regret signing up for HBO Max anymore. Signing up for Wonder Woman was not the best I idea. I don't regret waiting until early March to sign up for HBO Max. I mean, there's... <laughs> yeah, granted, I, like we don't have enough free time to make everything worthwhile, but... HBO Max has a lot of good shit on it. Holy yeah. shit. Like, I, I'm watching Barry right now. Hey, there's a recommendation. Barry. Everyone's already seen it. So, but if you're like me and you haven't, I it's haven't great. It, yeah. I don't have HBO Max. <laughs> uh, for one more note on HBO Max, the rumors are circulating that, uh, I guess the rumors coming from the, the show Fat Man Beyond with Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin. 
Uh, the rumors are that HBO Max is bringing a revival of Batman the Animated Series to uh, to the network, which I am stoked about. Yeah, that could be good. I imagine they would be sticking with the same art style, getting Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill back. and They'd have to. Yeah, like if they changed the art and recast the whole thing, would it really be a sequel? At Not that at point? all. Yeah, so... So, and this, this may be a hot take. I don't know, but I would love it if they went back to the original designs because there was, there was the original, um, new Batman adventures or whatever it was. Yeah. The original one had, had the oval and it had the blue cape and just everybody was, was, you know, they, when they redesigned it, when they brought it back the first time, um, everything got, got a little, I don't know, a little, little weird like they they redesigned all the characters the art style was much more streamlined for easier animation but uh, for for me my favorite batman animated series was the first whatever it was three seasons yeah um before they revived it after the superman show i'd take either one honestly yeah i i can't think of anyone that's like dead from from the voice cast I mean, as long as the writing still kept the same quality that the first one did, because I think that was one of its big strong suits was being able to kind of chew through his rogues gallery with interesting stories and kind of and, and adding a level of of nuance and depth to especially the villains that uh, a lot of like kids TV just hadn't done before. Yeah. And I think even in the revival, like like the first revival, I think they lost a bit of that. Yeah. As it as it got into the into the more like Saturday morning cartoon action figure realm. Yeah. And so if if they can recapture that magic, it'll be great. If not, it'll be another Batman cartoon, which is also kind of cool. Yeah. So um unless they completely fuck it up. <laughs> yes. I mean, and on on that note, like uh, uh HBO Max has Beware the Batman that uh, that CGI animated series that that ran for one season and tanked, and I I never watched it. I watched yeah, one episode either. back in the day, so I'm I'm interested to see what it's like. I remember not liking the art, and that's about it. I just yeah. didn't like the way it looked. Yeah, so I didn't watch it. Um, so uh, I only got a couple more things. We're getting close to the end here. Uh, yeah, we're running long. Uh, hopefully, we can chew through this one fairly quick. I just wanted to say, uh, Wandavision. We watched it. Yep, we did. Yeah, well, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what'd you think? Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. I've I've seen the first three episodes, and I don't think we want to spoil anything, or no. at least not for the third episode, because that's yeah. Oh yeah, that did just come out. Yeah, that, yeah. This, that one's brand new. Um, so I think it's interesting that there that you know the first episodes like like a Dick Van Dyke show, second ones Bewitched, third ones like a Brady Bunch, you know, because you saw that in the trailers that they're moving through yeah. television eras. Um, there's definitely something going on in the background for sure, but I kind of wish after they after they were so um, in your face with the fact that something's happening in the background in the trailers, I wish it was happening faster in the show. Yeah, I feel the same way. I watched it with with Annie, and uh, she's not into it at all. On its own, as like a take on different classic TV shows, it's okay, but it's not it's not great. Yeah. Um, the what what keeps me wanting to come back is to kind of see where they're going with it and what's going on in the background and what what is happening, and uh, it is pretty slow to get to that. Yeah. Uh, and that's that that'll keep me 
keep me coming back for a little while at least, but they better pick it up a bit. Yeah, because next week we're going to be halfway through the entire series or season. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, they we, we need to be cranking up to something because, you know, like halfway through the third episode, I was like, okay, like I, I, I get the shtick. I want more. And, you know, we, we did end up getting more, but... You know, it's, was it's it more enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially if we, if we're waiting a week between half hour episodes, like that's, that's not the TV model anymore. Like that is, no. that's just not the model. No, nobody, even us who grew up with that type of television, we're not, we're not geared for that anymore. And I think it was really wise of them to put the first two episodes out at once. Yes. Because if they just put that first episode out without the second one that kind of had an ending that kind of, to kind of keep you coming back. I don't think it would have been received nearly as well. I think you are absolutely correct. Like I, I was just thinking just now about how I, I wonder how this show plays to people who are, you know, younger than us or people who didn't experience the same things that we did. Like growing up, I had reruns of Dick Van Dyke. I loved Bewitched. Like yeah. I, I loved both those shows. So I really enjoyed the, the nostalgic take on those types of, uh, of TV series. Yeah. I watched the shit out of some Nick at night. Yeah. My, uh, my kids, I have no idea. They've never seen any of those shows. And I, I imagine folks that are 10 years younger than us probably also didn't because by the time they were watching Nickelodeon, Nick at Night was gone. Yeah. Because they didn't need it. They had enough content to play kids shit all night long. And th- and that's really the only reason I saw a bunch of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's because it was in my face there and, and on a few other places. And I, it is just not as much anymore. Yeah. So I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hoping next episode it gets into it heavy because my concern is that by the end of episode eight, that's when you'll find out what the big threat thing is. Yeah, and, and then it's and the just next a set... season they'll resolve it. Well, th- I mean, this is this is supposed to be a lead into Doctor Strange two and Spider Man three. Yeah, so I'm hoping instead of doing that, that by episode eight they found figured it out. Like by you know we go to episode four, you kind of figure more about it, and by episode eight it's more or less resolved. With whatever's lingering moving on into other properties. Yeah. Instead of it just being a, a setup for Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. So if it's got if it's a slow burn in the beginning and it gets really good, I'm, st- I'm still hopeful. I'm still going to watch it all. But uh, but it, I, I can understand why my wife, who is not super into superhero stuff anyway, after we finished it, she's like, is that over? Is that it? Good. And she had no interest in watching. It's such a one. bummer. She watches such terrible TV and like hour long episodes of it. It's terrible, but it's formulaic and stuff happens. <laughs> okay, and this fair. didn't fit those formulas and not much <laughs> happened. So I get it. And she hates everything in black and white. Oh, she yeah. She has a hard time with black and white. So uh, she'd have had to put up with that too. Well, this uh, this has nothing to do with anything we've been talking about. Um, but I just wanted to throw this out here because of, uh, you know, we, we've, we've got a past or a history with uh, with fast food. I just want to let everybody know out there. Taco Bell is bringing its potatoes back to the menu. So you can breathe a sigh of relief. You can get your... uh, What does that mean? That means you can get your Fiesta potato taco or whatever the potato shit is that that they they got rid of potatoes and people flipped their fucking lids. That was before the Mexican pizza disappeared. Potato? What? I didn't even know they had potatoes in anything other than maybe a breakfast burrito. Yeah, I I used to get the uh, loaded potato griller and that was a very tasty little snack is it like potatoes instead of meat or is it potatoes also with meat i do not know in the in the loaded potato griller it had little bits of bacon but 
I think in like the potato taco, it is a potato instead of meat situation. I, okay. Yeah. There was a loaded potato, uh, or no, there was like a potato burrito or something for a while too, but. Okay. I guess people want that. Yeah. Not this people. Bring that fucking Mexican pizza back. <laughs> Put potatoes in it. Yeah. Release the, release the Mexican pizza cut. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Oh yeah, so the final thing I got on my list here is uh in in a in an odd kind of roundabout way, a new ghost from Go- the new Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Uh has been unveiled via MasterChef J- Junior in Spain. What? Yeah, so on on MasterChef Junior, the Spanish version, like mm-hmm. the, the Spain Spanish version. The Spaniard version. Or the Castilian version? Is that a thing? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh Basically, it had it had like a one of their things where kids had to jump into a giant uh, like blue ish slimy pool and and retrieve their ingredients, and they were cheered on by uh, Muncher, the new ghost from the new Ghostbusters, apparently. And it, it also, there's an ad has surfaced uh, featuring Muncher branded Twinkies that have blue filling on the inside. Uh, uh, is he a blue slimer? Uh yeah, he's got arms. And uh, it oh. looks like he might have legs. Okay, I was gonna say, is he what? What do they call him? Like a class A floating vapor or something in the original movie? I sent you a link if you want to take a look at him. He looks like he's uh, taking a shit in the picture provided. <laughs> hey, they should have called him Shitter. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's a design for a ghost, so whatever. I mean, that the fact that they're gonna market Twinkies with it concerns me more than uh, the fact that they have a ghost called Muncher that's kind of like Slimer. I like that uh, that the title of your email was "I ain't afraid of this ghost." <laughs> that, that's accurate. Yeah. Uh, why not? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He's Boy, big. He, he looks He's like fat. a big fat old man. Yeah, it kind of looks like Wilford Brimley's ghost without a mustache. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I was thinking he he looks like the ghost of the dude who died uh, uh, from uh, gluttony in Seven. <laughs> well, that would make sense for him to be Muncher. Yeah. I don't know if this gives me more or less confidence in the movie. Well, you know, I mean, it did get pushed back to June, I believe, but I did see an article where uh, where Ivan Reitman supposedly screened the movie. And apparently it brought him to tears and he said like he's never been so proud of his of his son because his son Jason Reitman's directing this one. So, so he's a little bias. You yeah. know, like you hang that shit that your kids drop on your fridge and be like, Look how talented they are. And oh. everyone else comes in and was like, Is that a duck? I'm like, no. It's a fucking <laughs> cheeseburger. What are you talking about? Exactly. So uh I maybe maybe if it wasn't his son, that he'd be a little less biased. I don't yeah. know. But uh, I, I'm I'm hoping for great things. And, yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to it. It depends on how this weird blue blob of fat is played in the movie. You know, anything. I hope that that like if it's a threat, I hope they have Muncher eat Slimer. <laughs> I mean, Slimer's always eating stuff. Slimer was a huge marketing thing and big in like the the ghost, you know, the, the real Ghostbusters cartoon. But mm-hmm. in the movie. He wasn't that big. Like he shows up, he eats some shit, he slimes them. He's driving a bus later. Yeah, and in in the second one, he only shows up briefly. Also, yeah, he plays a pretty minor role. And so, if that's what Muncher's doing, he's kind of providing some comic relief here and there, and just being a big fat ghost. So, sure, why not? Oh, I hope they have Muncher themed like 
tube gum like they did for that Slimer gum back in the day. Yeah. But speaking of Ghostbusters. Yeah, indeed. Our our next episode, it's on Ghostbusters. Fuck yeah, it is. So uh, if you got any uh, Ghostbuster-related shenanigans or memories, uh, talk to us on Twitter. Call us. Yeah. Do those things. Do it before the 31st, because that's when we will be uh, recording that episode. So we're going to cover... Uh, the first two movies, the real Ghostbusters cartoon, uh, maybe some extreme or Ghostbusters extreme. Oh, yeah. Like Whoa. The, I got a comic book. They got the, the, you know, the reboot Ghostbusters movie. Yep. I imagine we'll talk about the, uh, oh, the, is that what you're referring to? The, the 2014 one? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we'll probably talk about our hopes and wishes for the new Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cause believe it or not, that movie or those two movies are near and dear to my heart i haven't used that expression in a long time not since you gave me shit about it (laughs) you just got a big heart john yeah lots of things are near and dear but yeah uh, give us your ghostbuster stuff yeah um so i guess that's it um thank you for listening to us uh, go check out the uh, the great offerings of the Geekly Grind, of which we are a part of uh, on their podcast network. Um, they've also got another show for one last recommendation that uh, that Ben recommended to me uh, that I listened to for the first time this week called Comic Book Keepers. Um, yeah. You know, it's almost like, like if we were in an alternate universe and we just wanted to talk about comic books, um, but they are much more well-researched than we are. Oh, yeah. They, they definitely, they know their comic books. Yeah. Like, you know your comic books pretty well. I less so. Like, I enjoy them, but I don't, uh, I'm not a font of comic book knowledge. Yeah, yeah. But the, those guys know what they're talking about. Yeah. And and they're fun. They they have a little what-if segment, and they, uh, it's it seems like they interact well with their, uh, with their listeners as well, too. You know, like, they, they, have, they have listeners suggesting what-if topics for them. Yeah, I think the cool thing, one of the other cool things they do, too, is they do, like, a pull list. So, like, they'll talk about a character. Like, the last one they'll do is the Talia al Ghul one, and they'll go through and be like, all right, so if you want to read some good Talia al Ghul books, here's the ones you should look for. Go look for, you know, Detective Comics number X or, you know, Batman Y. And uh, they will tell you. (laughs) And, you know, they'll tell you where you can go to find some, like, prime examples of what they're talking about, which is really cool. Because they, uh, I think they're both, like, proper collectors like they collect they put boards in their comics yes yeah yeah they put things in plastic and like keep them nice instead of like flipping through them on the toilet (laughs) you can do both (laughs) (laughs) Uh. i'm pretty sure in the grading system you know any evidence of flipping through on the toilet will will lower its grade (laughs) some watermarks maybe a brown smear yeah i keep i keep particulates off of that um okay well Thank you for, oh, I guess, should we give one more, one more little, uh, little heads up for the future that, uh, James Bond got, uh, got pushed back to October. And so, you know, we, we wanted to do uh, a series of James Bond episodes leading up to No Time to Die. And it seems like it will kind of line up to where we're going to watch one James Bond movie every week. And when, and as we get through like eras, you know, so in six weeks, we're going to do a, uh, Sean Connery era yeah. bond episode and then six weeks after that we'll do roger moore we'll probably throw george lazenby and maybe the original casino royale in with timothy dalton since there's only two movies um then brosnan's got four so we're, we're gonna we're gonna do a series of james bond episodes leading up to no time to die so if you want to 
watch those movies. You, you got time to do it. And, uh, and then we can all have fun talking about it. Hoorah. Oh, uh, and on one final, final, final note. Yeah. Courtesy of the fine folks at the Geekly Grind. They are sponsoring our giveaway from our last episode. So uh, we haven't done the drawing yet. We're going to do it before the next episode. So you still have time to enter. And all you got to do is listen to uh, the Castlevania episode. And if you're listening to this all the way at the end, you probably have. So enter that contest because I don't think we've had very many entries yet. And uh, so you have a good chance of winning you season one of Castlevania on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, So you can interact with us, whether it be about Ghostbusters or Bond or... Uh, entering that contest by uh, sending us a line at email geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social media, Facebook, Geeksploration, the podcast page, Instagram, Geeksploration Podcast, or Twitter at Geeksplorepod. You can call us, and we wish you would, and uh, we'll play your call on the air if you want us to. Um, That is 916-ORC-TURD, O-R-C-T-U-R-D, like the turd of an orc. And uh, you should go and give us a review, too, on Podchaser or Apple Podcast. Uh, Five Star would be the one that we would like to see. Uh, And as always, our music is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And one more note. We'll see you later. Later, everybody. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky. From video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more, since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.